What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Welcome Welcome back. Welcome back. I just first love how people have been responding to the podcast like it makes Same. my heart sing absolutely it's you know what's funny is i've shared it so much on social media but like i'm weird about sharing it with clients i don't know why. yeah i yeah i i've okay <laughs> i'm like struggling to breathe still <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> i've shared it with some from the the okay so Steph and I do many different types of therapy so we work in person where we see people in an outpatient practice but then also do some online therapy with people who aren't necessarily from where we live and I've shared it with people from there but I haven't necessarily shared it too much with people around here mm-hmm. um but that is too also because like well, like, what if I see you and what if you don't like it? Right. <laughs> I know. I feel so weird about it. Like, I literally only shared even my journal with one client. And he was, like, pumped for me. He was like, dude, this is so fucking cool. I'm going to order, like, a whole bunch of them. Like, this is awesome. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, that's awesome. even that felt weird. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it just still feels weird to me to, like, embrace that people anywhere can listen to us and, like, kind of be a part of our life, even though we're not talking, you know to them in a conversation it's just I don't know it's weird but cool it is it's very weird it is very cool I definitely I definitely love it like I want to meet everybody and if they like us I want to like them too like I want to be like where are you from I want to talk to you for sure last weekend when CJ sent me the um the master copy of our episode from last week I was listening to it and Bug was drawing all of a sudden he goes is that you and Auntie Mari is that your podcast? Do you listen Aww. to it all the time? And I was like, no, I don't listen to it all the time, honey. I said, but I just listen to it when, you know, when Theo sends it to me so I can make sure it's okay. He was like, you're pretty much famous. And I was like, oh, my heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I was ordering um, Crocs for so for our trip, and she was like, I want the black ones. And I was like, in my head, like, that's not typically her style. What's that about? And she was like... I'm going to put the B on there, mom. And my Crocs are going to be be the change Crocs. And I was like, oh, my Aww. God, my heart just exploded. So cute. Dude, Bug loves but Crocs. Anyways, He's like, mom, you got to get them. They're the best shoes ever. And I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> not Maybe if you're, like, going down to the pool. Kids. But yeah, he, great. <laughs> he is obsessed with Crocs. Anyways, yes. We, kids, I mean, if Crocs wants to sponsor fantastic. us, yeah. feel free. Hey, uh, hey, those little gibbets things are expensive. So yes, absolutely. Please sponsor us so I can get some free little, little things, decorative things for Crocs because I am going broke from those. So it's like, I would like another one, please. And I'm like, you have to, you literally I was thankful Bug didn't want any. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And they're hard to get anyways, whatever. (laughs) I could go on. I literally could. We could go on about anything. So. Yeah, literally. We were already talking for like 25 minutes. (laughs) Yep. Before we even hit record, this is what we do. So we wanted to talk about kind of an overall arching theme of expectations in therapy coming from the Mm -hmm. therapist point of view and the client point of view. I think sometimes people Mm -hmm. get wrapped up or maybe confused or their expectation is not like outlandish, but 
it's not necessarily realistic sometimes. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. I think that too, if you've never done therapy before, you have no idea what to go in and expect or like Mm -hmm. what to talk about, what you should talk about. And hopefully your therapist will guide you through kind of the intake assessment and what they're looking for. But also it's just helpful to maybe, um, listen to this podcast. It's probably going to be a shorter one, but just to be able to like understand what therapy is for, what it's not for, but then also like what you can expect, um, questions you may have. And obviously Steph and I'll give our, um, social media handles and the podcast social media handle. And you guys can always reach out to us. If you have questions, we love answering questions. Um, and we love hearing from you guys. So please, by all means, if you have a certain specific question of like, should I go to therapy for this? Is this right? reach out to us, please. Absolutely. I think we have not like a leg up, but you know, with our own personal businesses and like the in-person business that we work for, you know, we have these intake packets Mm -hmm. that people have to fill out. And I think sometimes people look at them and they're like, I'm not fucking filling all this out. There's so much shit. You guys have no idea how important it is for you guys to like truly read through and fill out everything as best as you can, because the more information we have, the better it is, like the better we're able to help you in in the whole process. And let's be honest, going to therapy and talking to a stranger is fucking terrifying for anybody. Mm -hmm. And so I think one thing that we offer as well is like, we have websites for ourselves. So you can like kind of get to know us and see what we look like and kind of get a vibe for how we are before you even make the initial phone call to talk to us. For me, I think it's important for people to see, what a person looks like. If I were to just go in an office and not know what to yes. expect and then walk in and be like, oh, yikes, I'm not talking to you. Like, that's a judgment, right? right. But also, I Still, wouldn't feel comfortable going to... go on? <clears throat> right. I wouldn't feel comfortable going into an office with somebody in, like, a suit who's, like, stiff and proper and quiet. That would not be my vibe at all. And I wouldn't feel comfortable opening up or even being myself, so to speak, because I would feel like they were judging me, right? And that's not right, a job absolutely. To judge like, when you're talking about looking at people from um, just, like, a picture of, like, how they represent themselves, like, that's how I found my doctor. Like, my, my doctor, my my lady doctor, Dr. Laven, shout out, I fucking love you so much. I literally follow her down to, to Illinois and see her, but that's how I, I picked her off of her picture. I was like, she's young. Mm-hmm. She looks like fresh faced. She looks like she'd be understanding. And by all means, those were all accurate assessments. So it is nice if that's all you have to go off of, because we all know that the little paragraphs that we have to describe ourselves have to appeal to a bunch of different people. So some of them aren't as personalized as we would maybe like them to be because we are trying to be professional um, and, and appeal to the masses. But ultimately, there, we do have our like little um, groups that we fit well with. So mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that when you're saying that, that I wouldn't do well with somebody like that either. And I think both of you and I have gotten that, um, that you don't look like a therapist or you don't look yep. like the typical therapist. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or they tell me, like, I picked you because you don't look like a typical therapist. Or I liked how you looked, Mm -hmm. or I liked your picture, or whatever. And um, that's, you know, that's complimentary. I think that's very nice. Because I think, um, aside from me and you, the office staff that we work with is not like us. So we're very different. But I think that works for us. Yeah. I definitely think that we can be loud and more... um 
forward and things like that. But that's not everybody's style either, right? Like some yep. people um, could be afraid or worried um, that that we are so forward, <laughs> like that we're going to be super judgmental and whatnot. But like, obviously, it's our job as therapists not to be judgmental. So hopefully... Um, that gives you a little, um, a little bit of guidance right there of that. Like if you, if all you have to go off is a picture and maybe the paragraphs describing them look a little bit, um, stiff, like pick based off of picture. And again, not again, cause I didn't say this yet, but the main thing to remember is that therapists are like any type of doctor or professional that you're going to go see. You absolutely can go in and interview them and see mm-hmm. if they're a good fit for you. And if, uh, if they're not, then uh, hey, therapists are a dime a dozen. There are so many out there that you can go find, um, that you can see if you vibe well with or not. I would much rather have somebody say, I just don't think this is going to work. And me say, awesome, let me find you somebody because I'm absolutely going to do the same thing, right? Those intake packets, like you were talking about, help us get to know you and then help us assess whether or not we would be a good fit for you. So if I have Mm -hmm. someone coming in for addictions or an eating disorder, that's not my forte. And I'm not going to sit here and waste your time when you're ready and open for help. I want you to be open and ready and find somebody who's going to dive in and help you. I, those just aren't my specialties. Absolutely. And I always tell people upon meeting them, if they're apprehensive, right? So if it's a teenager whose parents brought them in, they're like, I don't want to fucking be here. This is dumb. Or if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody who was maybe court ordered or their significant other wanted them to come. And they're like ambivalent of like, I don't really know if this is for me. I'm like, dude, just give me three sessions. And if you hate it after that, it's okay. Like I get it. Or if we don't Mm -hmm. mesh well and you want to transfer, let me know again. I don't want you to feel like you're forced to be here. Like you're wasting your time. Like this is doing nothing. Just be open and honest. That's like my primary rule for everybody is like, I just need you to keep it real with me because if you don't, I cannot help you. Lying to me will do nothing for you. Absolutely. We're meeting and we're trying to build this foundation for your house, right? Or your puzzle. Because that's another thing that I say to clients of like, you come and you give me all of your pieces and I sort the puzzle out on the table and then we put it back together. Um, Funny enough, I hate puzzles in real life though. Oh my God, I fucking love puzzles. (laughs) Oh, like... That is such an aggressive throw-up noise. So many people are probably like, what the fuck? Like, ew. I can't. I just cannot. If anybody knows me in real life... I could do puzzles for, like, five hours at a time. Why? Oh, my God. There's so it's many like a, a difficulty. Because it's, like, a difficulty thing. I'm like, this is so fucking hard, and I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. You can't sit still for more than five minutes, so I understand why you don't I, like puzzles. I, I cannot. Case in point, that third podcast, you can hear my chair moving constantly. I was like, CJ probably hates me. Oh my God. I was just like moving around, like doing whatever. You can hear me open like my little thinking putty playing with it. I'm like, Mari, sit down. Oh my God. Anyways. Um, so it's like a puzzle, right? So we're, we're putting all the, the pieces out and we're putting it back together. But absolutely, you being dishonest or keeping things, and I, there's there's a difference between lying and just not saying something yet. Obviously, 100%. that first session is terrifying. Please, please understand that as therapists, and I can only speak for Steph and I, that we get that that first session after you've you've made the call, you've filled out the paperwork, you're ready to go, you have no idea that anxiety because you're putting yourself out there to be judged is probably 
just unrelenting, right? And we understand that that is a very scary moment. I don't expect you to give me everything on that first day. I really don't. I don't think Steph does. I don't think most therapists think that. However, as time goes on and we develop this relationship, there will be moments where you have to open that door to vulnerability or step into the arena and get ready to rumble and give me those moments that maybe we're not so proud of or that we're ashamed of or embarrassed of. And understand that as your therapist, no part of me is sitting here and judging you. I understand. And I'm more so just enamored by the fact that you have the the ability to step into that arena and be vulnerable and trust me with that. I think we both have had this experience. Here we go again with you. I think I'm, I swear I'm going to work on it. <laughs> I know. There we go. I know we both have had the experience yes, where somebody comes in and their first session, they are so overwhelmed that they literally word vomit their entire life all over you. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that is our job to sort through like you just said all the pieces and put it back together to figure out okay what are we working with here I've also had people that come in and they it's like pulling teeth to get them to talk and as somebody who Mm -hmm. loves to ask questions and loves to get to know people I don't dislike that part of my job if that continues to happen though session after session I have to ask like what are we doing here right like if you aren't comfortable talking Mm -hmm. to me this isn't going to work and that's not to say that you aren't good at being in therapy but it's just a like you have to right. understand that part of this is is you being willing to share and not me trying to pull information from you does that make sense absolutely if this isn't i'm not a private investigator i'm exactly not going right. to sit and dig for this information i understand you may not be ready to share it and that's okay that is absolutely okay and here's the thing you may get into therapy have two to three sessions and be like wow this was way more than i bargained for okay mm-hmm. Then let us put a pin in this and you come back when you're ready. There's no harm, no foul there. No mm-hmm. harm, no foul if you got in and you were like, this is more than I thought it was going to be. And so let's even like segue into, as a therapist, what are your expectations, if you have any, what are your expectations of clients, let's say the first two sessions? I would say for me, my expectation is that they are open and willing to the experience, right? And that they trust Mm -hmm. that I am there to keep them safe, right? Like that's my job is to Mm -hmm. make you feel safe and secure and validated and comforted, but also that they come in with an idea of what they want to address, right? Like not everybody Mm -hmm. knows that they have unresolved trauma. Not everybody realizes that they have grief that they haven't processed. And that's okay. I will help you with that. But if you come in and I'm like, what is it that you want to work on? You're like, I don't know. I don't feel like I've changed anything what are we doing, right? I'm not saying that you're coming to therapy to change who you are as a person. Everybody Mm -hmm. has something to work on. Everybody. That's a part of growth, right? Like that's a part of being a human being. If you were to just come in and say, I am really short-tempered with my partner and I open my mouth before I should, great. We got a fucking goal there, right? Like let's work Mm -hmm. on some distress Mm -hmm. tolerance and emotion regulation. Got it. Perfect. Right. If you are a teenager coming in who has issues with self-harm or not being able to verbalize how you feel, got it. We have goals there. But if you're just coming in and you're like, I just want somebody to talk to because I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, I don't know what you're really genuinely going to get out of this. Right. Because I feel like in those instances, I would be like what's called like an emotional dumpster. Right. Like I am there to just take Mm -hmm. on everything that they have to say without any sort of problem solving in that. And, and for me, I don't understand the benefit of that sometimes. Yeah. 
I also think that there's many different types of therapists and I know that you and I are just not that therapist. We consider, I, I definitely, this is a, a verbiage from any initial assessment I've ever had as at the end, I save time for my therapist spiel. And I say like, I am what I consider to be an action therapist. I like action steps. I give homework. I'm not going to sit here and have you working on a workbook, but I definitely mm-hmm. am going to give you actionable items that you can do or listen to or read or watch to be able to come back and have something to talk about too, because I think that me doing that then removes some anxiety from clients who are like, well, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to do. I don't know what we should be, what I should bring to therapy. Well, here I'm giving you, I'm letting you segue into therapy. At least we know that we've got something to talk about next time if you do your homework. And then if you don't, then we're going to discuss maybe why we didn't do homework, what came up, what got in the way. Um, But then ultimately, again, being an action therapist, I'm going to teach you some skills or we're going to talk about different properties from DBT so that we've got something to work on, something that's tangible versus just having this this revolving conversation about things that suck or are frustrating or Mm -hmm. piss you off that are in your life. That to me just won't be productive for my type of session. Sure. And I think when we moved from, again, Jesus Christ, I think... When we moved from working in such an acute, high-stress, fast-paced environment of intensive outpatient to private practice outpatient, for me, it was a very hard adjustment to realize that supportive therapy had a place in the world, right? I can remember going to staffings and Mm -hmm. one of the other therapists being like, dude, but they're coming back because they trust you and they want to talk to you and that's all they need is like a listening ear. And in my head, I'm like, but how is that helping? I don't understand. Like, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around how me just validating and listening could help someone. And I've come to learn that supportive therapy, which is what that is, has a time and a place. But you are exactly right when you said mm-hmm. it takes away some of that pressure from clients who are like, well, I don't know what to talk about this week. Nothing bad happened. Or I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm just talking in a circle. Because I've heard that from people. But it's also those people that yeah. don't necessarily want to put forth the work, right? Putting forth the mm-hmm. effort sounds like mm-hmm. too much work to them. And they would rather just vent about something. And they would rather just talk in circles over and over without any sort of change. And for me, I tend to get stuck in those situations where I question my abilities as a therapist. And please hear me when I say, I know I'm a great fucking therapist. I've been doing this for a really fucking long time. But there are times that I question it of like, am I even helping people? Right. And that's a frustrating feeling as a therapist. I think if there's therapists listening to this, I mean, definitely that's where we could pull up this imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. of like, what am I supposed to do if my clients aren't progressing when really we have to understand that they progress because they want to and because they're doing what we talk about. They're putting in that work. If they don't, then they, they possibly won't progress. And that, that, again, we're not here making a judgment call of whether that's good or bad. That's not what therapy is about. We're just here to say... That if we're feeling like we're getting stuck, if we're feeling like there is this, we're talking in a circle or things are just revolving around, then that's where we take a step back and go back to basics. What were the goals that you outlined? So that's another thing. And I asked you what your expectations were. And my expectations in that those first two sessions are, one, we're going to you know get all the puzzle pieces on the table. So it's going to be a lot of just like um, information questions, gathering. getting to know each other, building rapport. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about goals Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about what we would like to see change. And we're not going to, we're not going back to every grad school class I had. And I'm sure it showed up for you of like, 
if you could change anything, or if you had a magic yes. wand, what would you change? I was so sick of that freaking magic wand question. I was like, we don't. If you we had don't one have magic wish, wand, what would we it cannot be? get things to change. Yes. What would it be? And that's supposed to lead you to this person's like fucking epiphany of like, oh my God, that's what I would do. It's like, come on. So we're setting these small goals, right? These small attainable goals. And by the time this airs, our masterclass Atomic Habits will have already ran for the first time. So so excited Mm -hmm. to get started in a couple of days here. So that, that right there is these small steps that build up and lead to these giant changes that happen over time. Please understand, this is one thing that I would like clients to have a good understanding of, is that therapy takes time. Everything that you've experienced in your life has happened over a period of time. It will take time to undo that. Sure, there are ways to go about getting it done faster, but again, that is listening to the steps, working the plan, following what we're we're suggesting or recommending that you do because those steps are going to get you there. So if I have somebody coming in and saying like, my life is a mess, I have all these things going on, blah, 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 blah. My first thing is checking in holistically. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating healthy? Are you moving your body? And please understand when I say move your body, could be walking, it could be stretching. I don't expect you to be training for the next CrossFit, you know, open. Like, come on. I expect you to just move Are your you body. deadlifting at least be 300 nice, pounds a day? Kind. No? Okay, that's a problem. <laughs> if you are not squatting, if you aren't clean pressing 250, don't get out of my office. <laughs> If you're not if you're not eating a protein bar while we're talking, what are you even doing? Oh. I tell people I'm like honestly it's a matter of like getting out of your bed, right? Stretching. Yes. Like yes. just sit up in your bed and stretch. If you stay stagnant, nothing is going to change. Stagnant things perish. That is my favorite sentence to say to people. But like and and touching on that even further of like I hear this all the time. I know you do too. But Mari, like getting up from my bed to go to my couch, that's pathetic. First of all, check that fucking cognitive error at the door, okay? Labeling, Mm -hmm. mind reading, fucking discounting the positives. I don't know how many times we could just go on. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to do that. That's a change. That is a small, actionable item that you did that you moved from your bed to your couch. And that's what you did. And you let's be proud of that. Yep. Let's celebrate that victory because guess what? You keep doing that and a week later you might have gotten outside of your house. Absolutely. We're not here to shame and and, and think about that we're supposed to have these giant changes um, that are, you know, like some epiphany after you walk out of my office. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. These are these small habits built up over time as we're destroying old ones and, and reducing old habits that no longer serve us that are getting us to the, towards those goals. And eventually you reach some of those short-term goals and you set new ones and you just keep trucking. You just keep changing. And a thing that I, I say to a lot of clients too is let's understand that this is not a sprint it's not a marathon it's not any of that there is no end Mm -hmm. this is infinity like you that you should always be working on yourself in some fashion period that we are constantly learning and taking in new things we can't stay the same we can't let me ask you this because I know that we've talked about this before how do you handle the expectation of perhaps the actual client, the parent of a client, whomever, the expectation that mm-hmm. you are going to, they're going to come in and you are going to fix them. Mm, that's when we sit down and we have a conversation <laughs> about vulnerability. <laughs> While listening to Whispers we, in the we Dark. We have a conversation. <laughs> yes. Whispers in the Dark with Mari and stuff. Thank you. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> we have an open 
honest conversation of, I cannot fix you. There is no amount of talking, no amount of skills, no amount of any of those things that I can do because first and foremost, you, your kid, your family are not broken. Facts. You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. And I'm sorry that society has led you down this path that you feel like you're not good enough or you're not producing enough or your worth is gone or what, or I should be doing this and I should have a family and blah, 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 blah. I'm so sorry that that has been internalized and that that is how you're living your life. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you what I know how to do and what I've done in my own life. And we're going to see if it works. If you really do it, the only way this is going to work, though, is if you're honest with me. Yep. If you, hey, Mari, I didn't do the homework because you know what? It sounded stupid, and I don't want to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about where those beliefs are coming from, where that, that pride is showing up for you. So you not taking action because you thought it was stupid, is that effective? Did that get you any closer to your goals of being more open and honest? No? Okay. So maybe it wasn't so stupid. Is it because you feel weird? Yeah, feelings are not facts. Let's challenge that thought. Absolutely. Also, I feel like once you, as the therapist, remove the quote-unquote pressure of your clients mm-hmm. being successful and putting it back on them mm-hmm. to be successful, it makes a huge difference, right? When we worked in the hospital, mm-hmm. I don't know if this, how, this is how it was for you. I had the feeling that I was literally responsible for every patient's success, every patient's stability, every patient's ability to go home and not go into the hospital, right? Like there was so much pressure every single day to keep everybody safe, which I fully understand and I fully get. But when somebody quote unquote discharged Mm -hmm. unsuccessfully, it was hard not to personalize that until I made the decision to not personalize Mm -hmm. it and, and view it in a different kind of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely feel that there I am. I'm saying absolutely. I I mean, it's, it's hard to shake it. Number 42. (laughs) (laughs) It's really stickers coming soon. (laughs) I should probably, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. We seriously, I need a sticker. I need to get a water bottle where I can put all of my amazing stickers from Brie. First of all, thank you again, Brie, because I love my therapy stickers. Same. I have to ask her where she got them from. But anyways, <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> um, so it's extremely difficult not to personalize when clients, and I don't, I know that you're not, I know how you are using successful because you're my best friend. I know that. Yes. However, I don't even like that word. I know. Because it's like, it's not, we're not sitting here like gauging like, oh, you're doing good or oh, you're doing bad. Like it, it, there is no good or bad. It's just, you're making certain decisions and then we're figuring it out from there. And I, I, it's not me. I'm not the, the higher power or God or whatever you believe in of making the judgments of whether or not you should or shouldn't do something. It's up to you. I don't live your life. Mm-hmm. I don't go home with you. Yep. And I'm not with you and your partner. I'm not in your house. You have to be comfortable with those decisions. And it, I, I remember vividly having those experiences at the hospital, not knowing if clients were going to come back mm-hmm. for maybe they discharged sure. unsuccessfully due to just not being able to get there or whatever. But then also safety concerns of like, are they coming back? Mm-hmm. And then it's just that constant reaffirmation of like, I am not in control of somebody else's progress. Yes in therapy or in their life. Yep. I'm not in control of that. So I have to stay in my lane and what can I focus on myself and how I react to certain situations. So uh, my reaction usually, especially like looking at what we were just talking about, my reaction is going to be that we're going to have open, honest conversations and we're going to check in 
obviously we're checking in weekly when we're meeting with them, but like having like that monthly check-in of like, where do you feel like you are with progress? Is there something else I can be doing? How can I help? And then also, you know, let's have an honest, open conversation. This is where I feel like in some areas, maybe we're not showing up as much. Let's explore that. Help me understand why this area might be more difficult for you. Well, and you and I both do therapy in a similar sense in terms of we are very open and honest with our clients in general, because for mm-hmm. me as a, as an individual, that's what I would want from somebody. Like, please don't placate me. Yes. Please don't tell me things that you just think I want to hear. Like, I'm going to keep it real and I'm going to let you know, this is where I see you're progressing. This is where I see we're falling behind. So like you said, having an honest conversation of what are we going to do to address that? If this is, if this is a goal that you don't feel like you can work on right now, we'll scrap it. Let's pick a different one. That's okay. That doesn't mean you failed. Yes. Yes. We can change it. Right. Right. I think ultimately, just to kind of wrap this up, because girl, I didn't even think it was going to be this long, but we're almost at half an hour. So that's exciting. It is. I was like, it gets fine if it's like 15 minutes. Here we are just blabbing away. (laughs) (laughs) I think ultimately, please know that if you are thinking about going to therapy for the first time, reaching out. Also, my cat is somehow somehow awake. So if we start hearing him in the background, I'm so sorry. Zeus Zeus likes to yell at me. So if it sounds like a baby, it's not. It's just <laughs> Zeus. You don't have an infant that you're hiding like I was hiding a teenager a couple weeks ago? <laughs> I just, that I just put out, outside the door. Just in a little office. basket right outside the door just so it can cry so you can hear it. <laughs> just enough to drive people nuts. Like, what is that? Is that a baby? Oh, my kidding. God. The world may never know. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, okay. So ultimately, there are no rights or wrongs to therapy. It's finding a therapist that fits you and like the vibe that you're going for, but also if their therapy style fits you. Me as an action therapist is not going, I'm just not going to be as productive for somebody who is looking for support therapy versus like me pushing them and they're going to then possibly internalize that as I'm not doing enough. Mari doesn't think I'm this. Mari doesn't think I'm that. When those are cognitive errors we could challenge, but then also that's just not serving them. If they're looking for that validation, that um, hand-holding is what's coming to mind. And I'm not meaning that in a negative way. I'm just that some people do need that hand-holding, that that side-by-side support of like, walk me through this. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. I am more of an action therapist, though. I'm going to give you homework, and I want to see results because that's why I got into this business, to watch people change. So know that there's many different therapists out there. Find which one vibes with you, and be unapologetic in your search. Mm -hmm. Any therapist who's sitting like, oh, well, you didn't want to come back to me, run. (laughs) Run. There's no need to sit there and have to try to, like... Make your therapist feel better about themselves. Yes. No, bye. Yes. Like you, no, bye. So, also, please hear me when I say this. There is no like amount of trauma or bad things in your life that had to have happened for you to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Everyday life is stressful. It's stressful. It is so stressful, especially now in a pandemic, still, basically a year later. To be juggling working at home, having kids online, cleaning a house, getting dinner done, having a partner who might be working out of the house or coming back in. Like, there's so many moving parts. That's frustrating and exhausting. And then trying to deal with 
our world's pressures of like, you know, am I being a good enough mom? Am I, am I, you know, being a good enough partner? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Like that right there is stressful in and of itself. And then now you couple like trauma and abuse or whatever, somebody that might have that, that they might have experienced therapy is for everybody, Mm -hmm. everyone. And there's no set time. If you go to therapy for three years, awesome. If you go for a couple of weeks, cool. Mm -hmm. At least you reached out to get help. Absolutely. And I think, oh, again, okay, absolutely. And I think, how can I rephrase that? (laughs) Just not going to because that takes too much mental effort. I tell people all the time when they meet with me, like, literally nothing you say is going to shock me. I have heard a lot of things in my 11-plus years of being a therapist, Mm -hmm. so please don't feel... Like, anything you say is going to, you know, weird me out or offend me or be inappropriate. Like, I just want you to be real. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all I ask of people. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you are looking for a therapist, both of us are taking new people. Yes. And we both have amazing websites. We have social media accounts. We have all the things. We have our um, Mm -hmm. podcast page. It's all going to be in the notes. Um, But if you don't want to read the notes, our podcast Instagram page is at rewriting her story podcast. Mari is at B B E A underscore X O 11. I am at spooky fit mom 13. And my website is I am redefining me.com. And Mari's is be the change now.com. So please check us out. Give us a visit doesn't mean you have to come to us, but we just want everybody to know that we are available. And again, like she said earlier, if you have any questions about therapy or steps to take or what to look for or, you know, what certain modalities of therapy means, reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions. Absolutely. Okay. We will talk soon. Bye. Bye.